Hello everybody, it's Melissa. I'm back and uh, it's been a while again since I recorded a new episode. I think it's been almost two weeks and I keep doing that. I keep kind of lagging and and letting a lot of time pass and then I keep apologizing and then I keep saying I'm not going to do it anymore but it just keeps happening. So anyway, sorry again for those of you listening in real time who are all caught up and who are waiting for new episodes. Um, I do try, but man, things have been busy and, you know, not particularly, you know, I'm, I'm not extraordinarily busy. I don't feel like I'm more busy than anyone else in the world, but like, I think just transitioning back into, into real life <laughs> has felt really busy because we had such a long period of time where things just weren't busy. Uh, and so coming out of all this quarantine pandemic times and reemerging back into the world as a human who has, uh, school and a job and, you know, activities now that are starting back up outside of the house. Uh, it feels amazing. I love it. I'm so happy that things are calming down and everyone's sort of getting back to life as usual. It's amazing. And man, what a, what a harrowing time we all went through and it's not over. I know that, but man, just makes me feel so grateful for, for life as we know it, you know, uh, it's wild. So anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I also, you know, usually as a way to keep myself consistent with things, I have to schedule it. So, you know, I, I try and put things on my calendar and stuff that, that I want to get done or that need to get done. But with this podcast, my intention was always to keep it really organic and I didn't want to schedule it. I didn't want to be like, okay, every Friday at 9am, I'm going to record an episode because to me, like, (sighs) trying to force my brain to work that way with this type of thing isn't always great. Like I really want to sit down and talk to you guys when I feel like I have a thing that I really want to talk about and process. Uh, it's hard for me to be like next Friday, I'm going to sit down and talk for this long about this thing. And then it just feels inauthentic to me. And I feel like I can't really speak on it as well as I would be able to, if it was just a thing I was going through in the moment. So I feel like sometimes that contributes to, to me sort of losing track of time and not being aware because, uh, you know, when I am busy, I do have less time to think or even like have a moment where I'm like, oh man, I need to, I need to sit down and, and talk about this thing or process this thing or, you know, whatever. So anyway, uh, I appreciate you all for listening and for being on this journey with me. And uh, today what I want to talk about is, um, oh man. Okay, so I had a revelation after my therapy appointment this week. And the thing I had a revelation about was my meltdowns. So one of my main purposes of pursuing therapy was because I wanted to try and figure out how to uh, 
regulate my emotions better and work on hopefully at least not having as many meltdowns in the future and uh, also working on like past stuff that I haven't dealt with you know that's another big reason I wanted to go to therapy I feel like clearing out some of this old stuff that's been lingering uh, around just hanging out in me (laughs) uh, will do a lot of good of course so uh but so of course if, if I'm going to therapy to try and learn how to regulate my emotions better and avoid meltdowns if I can and all that um you know my therapist has to be informed as to what's going on and she has to know about the whole the whole shebang and so we have talked about my meltdowns before and I recently had a meltdown um and I went a while without having one I was on like a five-month streak which was good and it ended I think last week where I just completely yeah just the the streak was over for sure um so that was disappointing it was I you know and it was funny because I was just thinking that very morning I was just thinking about how good I've been doing and I'm like man I'm killing it like I've really I really have made great strides in being able to not react most of the time in the moment and not letting my feelings get too big uh and really i've i've gotten a lot better at managing i'm not perfect for sure uh there are still moments where i where i i don't do quite as well on the on the emotional regulation front uh, of course, but it has gotten better. So I was thinking like, oh man, I've just been doing great. Like high five to me, you know, really patting myself on the back, which was well-deserved. You know, I do, I try and give credit to myself when I can. Uh, but then of course later that day, um, I had a meltdown and then I felt really extra kind of like sad and disappointed and whatever, because I was like, frustrated too because I don't know I guess in my mind I I always think like after I have a meltdown I'm like I'm I'm not letting that happen again that's it that was my last one right (laughs) and then it happens again ultimately you know inevitably it happens again and I I for one thing I think from here on out, I'm going to stop making the expectation be, or I guess the goal to be no more meltdowns, because I honestly don't believe now that that's ever going to happen. I, this might just be a part of the diagnoses that I have, you know, I'm autistic, I have ADHD, and meltdowns just 
you know, I have to accept the fact that I've always had them and there may be ways to avoid having them very often, but I don't think it's ever going to be a thing that I can cure or totally get away from or, you know, I I think I just finally am like, okay, <laughs> the goal is no longer get rid of meltdowns. The goal is now just uh, mitigate the damage when they do happen, learn how to take care of myself afterwards, um, try and avoid them. You know, I still do want to try and decrease the frequency and and stuff and the maybe the severity too. Um, so anyway, but okay, so I'm I'm rambly. I'm rambly, I'm rambly, I'm so sorry. So um Okay. <laughs> Let me collect my thoughts. I uh, Okay, collecting my thoughts. Here we go. So I went to therapy. We're talking about my meltdowns. And So I guess as I was processing with her and sort of telling, explaining to her the history of my meltdowns, what they look like, what triggers them, you know, all of this stuff, it started dawning on me that I, I feel like they all sort of happen because of the same it's like the same pattern each time and it's not like I didn't notice that before but really talking about the history of my meltdowns out loud and outlining it for someone so thoroughly it really stood out to me that I was like wait there's a really common thread here and when I left her office that day, I felt compelled to do some research, <laughs> which, as we all know, can be really dangerous uh, for us who kind of get hyper, hyper focused, hyper fixated on researching a thing. Uh, but so I went to my car. As soon as I got in my car, I was like, you know what? I'm going to Google well, I forget what, I forget what I put into Google. I think it was like meltdowns. I think I put in like neurodivergent meltdown or like meltdowns. And I think I put meltdowns in neurodivergent adults. I think that's what I, what I plugged into the Google. So, and Google gave me back an interesting article. And it was about exactly that meltdowns in neurodivergent adults. I'm going to link this article in the show notes because I, it made me have a revelation and I was blown away by what I was reading because it was outlining the difference between what really is a meltdown related more to ADHD and what is a meltdown related to autism and how those can sort of present and look differently. 
And the thing that blew my mind is that I had no idea that people with ADHD had meltdowns. I thought meltdowns were a strictly autistic thing. And that's upsetting for many reasons, but mostly because it really makes me realize how little information there is out there about these things for adults particularly and how little education we're given when we're diagnosed with these things and so when my daughter got her ADHD diagnosis they didn't tell me anything about anything there they they knew the difficulties that we were having um and the difficulties that she was having but none of it came up like that was just they just collected that information as a means to diagnose her not as a means to provide resources or help it was like here tell us all of the things okay so we're gonna take all these things you told us so we can diagnose your kid with something but then all you get on the other side is not us being like okay now we have a diagnosis let's look at all of these things that you put down that you as a family struggle with and that she as an individual struggles with and let's give you some resources let's talk about some of these things did you know this did you know that here's information none of that was done the only thing that was done was like okay your kid has adhd here's a prescription for a stimulant medication, which also did not work for my daughter at all. Uh, We had a nightmare situation with her medication, but I won't go too much into that on this episode. Maybe I could do an episode about our personal experience in my household with medication uh, for ADHD, but not today, because then this episode will get really long and tangenty. So um, also my partner, my fiance, just got diagnosed with ADHD a year or two ago. And same thing with them, you know, they do the whole intake thing. They ask you about, you know, how, you know, your struggles, your, your certain things that come up for you, you know, like all of the things you guys know, it's like, here, tell us everything that is affecting your life. Okay. You have this diagnosis. Here's a pill. Goodbye. Like no one sits with you and is like, here, okay tools. Here are some tools. Let's talk. Here's, you know, it's wild because these are life changing diagnoses to receive. And same thing when I received mine, I worked with a really great place. I was lucky enough to get my assessment through a place that works with autistic adults. And they did offer post assessment and diagnostic counseling and um, resources, but it was at an extra cost. And it was a cost that I couldn't afford. And to me, it's just crazy that we can get these diagnoses. Sorry, I have to, as you guys know, I'm always sniffly on the podcast. Sorry, I had to wipe my nose. (laughs) Um, It's crazy to me that we can get these huge diagnoses and just be sent on our way 
with no further resources or information. It's crazy. Um, you know, there's, if it was a medical problem, (laughs) they wouldn't be like, oh, you have cancer. That's all. That's it. Bye. Like, here's a medicine that might help. Like, (laughs) you know, I feel like even with mental health issues, this with any mental health struggle, this also happens like depression, like, oh, you know, what are the ways you're struggling? Okay, let's, here's a medication, you know, follow up with me in three months or something. It's, you know, all of the fringe issues that are attached to these things just aren't discussed. It's, it's, yeah, I hope that starts to change because everyone is in the dark until they do their own research, it seems. So that's what happened to me. Anyway, I did some research. I came up with this article and I started reading and I was like, what? ADHD can cause meltdowns? People with ADHD and not autism co-occurring can have meltdowns? What? Like, I did not know that absolutely did not know that. And the more I read this article, the more I was like, oh my gosh, I think my meltdowns are ADHD meltdowns. I don't think they're autistic meltdowns. I was always so confused because typically, you know, an autistic meltdown will be related to something sensory. And I always figured like, okay, I do feel my emotions as like a physical sensation sometimes. And so I'm like, you know, maybe that is a sensory experience to me in that way when I'm feeling something and it becomes too overwhelming and I have a meltdown. But I've never had a meltdown that was purely related to a sensory overload experience, like an external sensory experience. Um, I do know how I feel when I'm having a sensory issue. You know, when I I talked about it on the music episode where I went to that god-awful Christmas concert thing, the the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Um, And just the whole, the feeling I had during that concert, that is me in sensory overwhelm. That is me. I recently went to a, a performance. Uh, it was a dance performance by a local dance company. And I had the same feeling that I had during the Trans-Siberian Orchestra situation where the, the song that these dancers were dancing to was extremely repetitive and it went on for like eight minutes and it was just the same noise over and over and over and over and over it was like a modern dance piece if you guys have watched modern dance it's kind of like abstract and weird and you know different and I enjoy it but that song it it was the same feeling it was like oh my gosh I it almost feels like panic like I have to get out of there like my thoughts start racing and I start like squeezing my chair without realizing it or like digging my fingernails into my palms or like stimming or like you know it's just it's a feeling 
it is a feeling, very specific feeling. Um, but it's never, you know, tipped all the way over into a meltdown situation. Whereas when I'm having a more emotional experience, mostly a conflict experience, although it can happen, it has happened before due to like, um, me being overwhelmed with like sad feelings too. Um, not just conflict emotions, but there's also been, yeah, sometimes where other emotions have sent me into a meltdown. Um, but in this article, it outlines how, you know, people with ADHD do have such a hard time with, uh, emotional regulation and feeling their emotions on such a big scale where sometimes, um, something that may be seemingly small to someone else, the ADHD brain processes that as a much, much bigger and more overwhelming sort of situation or emotion. And that's exactly what happens to me, um, where my emotions just get too big. I just can't contain them anymore. And it just all comes flying out in a rage or what looks like a rage. It doesn't feel like a rage at the time. And I have talked about this in previous episodes and how my meltdowns feel, you know, it's, it looks very much, um, from an outsider's perspective, like anger, but that's not what I'm feeling in those moments. Um, definitely not feeling anger in those moments, but, uh, yeah. So I, I read through that article and I was just like, not that it changes anything. Like I'm still going to have meltdowns. I still have had meltdowns. It, it doesn't matter where they really come from, but I do think that knowing where they come from and why they happen might go a long way in me learning how to maybe, um, I don't like using the word control. I don't want to say control myself better because that's not really, that seems like not the right way to say that for me to be able to, um, learn how to try and avoid if possible, or I guess the Sorry, I just lost all of my words. Every single word that I've ever had in my mind just left. Um, so I guess just it's two totally different things, right? If If you're having a meltdown from an external sensory situation, it is much easier to remove yourself from that situation, right? If you're, I'm not saying that that type of meltdown is easier to avoid. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm just saying, like, if the if the stimuli coming at you that's overwhelming you and going to make you go into a meltdown, if there's a way for you to escape that situation, then you can learn tools to help you do that in those moments. And then, but if you're um, overload and overwhelm. And the thing that's going to trigger your meltdown is coming from inside, like how happens with me. 
um, that's going to be a whole different toolkit to get away from that. I can't just, you know, go to a different room. Like my body and my emotions come with me. And, uh, so I guess the, the tactics are going to be way different in those two situations. And I think I've been looking at my meltdowns as more of like an autistic experience and as a sensory thing and trying to figure out how to work with them or around them in that way. And now that I know that it's quite possible and probable that my meltdowns are actually from ADHD and not autism, um, that could potentially, I just said potentially, potentially help me um, learn how to better navigate those situations. You know what I mean? Like looking at it in a whole different light. So it was a really cool thing to discover that I wish someone (laughs) would have told me. And here's the thing about, you know, my therapist and she's great and everything, but like, she's not neurodivergent and she's not, um, I mean, I don't know if she's neurodivergent. I know she's not autistic and she doesn't have ADHD. So, and a lot of therapists, just like mainstream therapists, as far as I've seen, if I'm wrong, someone correct me, but they're not super educated on adults with autism and ADHD. It's just a fact. Like, so this is where that becomes really obvious because I've been talking to her about my meltdowns and she knows I have autism and ADHD. Um, and if I were talking to a therapist who really specialized in those things and how they present in adults, particularly, uh, she probably would have caught on to the fact that my emotional dysregulation from my ADHD really does lead to my meltdowns. And I think I would have come to that conclusion sooner with the assistance of the therapist instead of having to figure it out on my own. But these therapists are so, um, they're just not trained. It's not their fault. Like, it's just not a thing that I think most therapists get a lot of or any training in. If you're a therapist or a therapy student, please like, let me know if I'm right here, but I feel like this is how it goes, where unless you're specializing in those things, you don't really get the opportunity to learn about a lot about them, especially in the adult population. Um, so anyway, that was my big mind-blowing moment for the week where I was like, what? Um, again, that article was super good and I will link it in the show notes. It has a bunch of resources and tools in there as well, um, that you can look at and download. There's like worksheets and stuff like that and different, um, infographics you can look at and it's really informative and it's not a super long or wordy article. It was very, you know, for those of us with ADHD, sometimes if like something's super long and involved and like, especially if I'm trying to read it on my phone or another digital device, um, I just, you'll lose me after a minute. I'm like, okay, this is TLDR, which I just (laughs) learned as an old person, uh, stands for too long, didn't read. And so that's how the kids are abbreviating it nowadays. So 
it wasn't too long. I did read it and it was really good. So I'm going to link that. Was there anything else I wanted to talk about today? Um, I think I just want to say that, dang, you guys, meltdowns are hard. And I'm really, really sorry if you have them. I know not all autistic people have them. I know not all ADHD people have them. Um, but if it is a thing that you also struggle with, I am sorry that that's a thing for you because I know, I know it's just so, so difficult and, you know, just, it's just part of who we are and I'm really happy that I'm now able to, I feel like I'm finally able to settle into the idea that meltdowns might just be a part of my life. And I feel kind of relieved to look at it that way because I've been fighting it so bad. It's been my mission since a year and a half ago since I first started on this journey of trying to figure out what was going on, you know, why I kept having these things that I now know were meltdowns. Um, you know, that whole period of time, it's been my mission to be like, how can I stop this from happening? How can I stop it from happening? How can I stop it from happening? And now... I'm starting to just feel like, okay, this is just a thing that's going to happen. And it's okay. It's okay. You know? Because it is. It's, I think looking at it in a way now where I'm like, how can I just stay safe in those moments and take care of myself in those moments and hopefully decrease the amount of damage that is done um, as much as possible. You know, I still want to work on it. I'm not giving up on that aspect of it. I'm not like, oh, well, this is just a thing that happens and that's that. It's like, no, I still don't want to have meltdowns. You know, I want to have them as infrequently as possible please they are disruptive to your life when when you have a meltdown it's it's very disruptive in many many ways um and to those around you so of course of course I'm not saying like okay oh well shrug I'm just gonna like whatever it's no big deal it's a huge deal it still is a huge deal it still is very much a thing that I want to um to work on and, and try and avoid, of course. But like, I think just knowing that inevitably sometimes it's going to happen and accepting that is really freeing. It is. And I'm, I'm happy I'm having this revelation right now. And I hope that you all out there, if you haven't had that revelation yet, that I hope you can, I hope you can get there and, and accept that some of us just have that as part of our profile, you know, it's, some of us have meltdowns, 
you know, it just is what it is. So anyway, uh, that's all I got to say about that. Anyone else love the movie Forrest Gump? I freaking love that movie. I haven't seen that movie in years, but I really do love that movie. I used to watch it a lot. It used to be one of the movies that I would watch like probably once a month. I used to turn on Forrest Gump and just have it on and I don't know. I love it. It was such a well done film. I love me some Tom Hanks. Okay. Anyway, I need to get on with my day. But yeah, I just wanted to pop on and talk a little bit about that. Uh, if you want to reach out, you can do that. I will have my email in the show notes and uh, the Instagram account as well. If you want to follow on Instagram, that's great. I post on there sometimes as much as I can. And uh, yeah. Oh, and if you can leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening to, it would be lovely if you would do that. It helps more people find the show. So yeah. Okay. I'm done talking now. Apparently I'm going to let you guys go. I'll talk to you all next time. Bye.